Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Spilling the Tea Leaves. My name is Michelle Mello, and you can find me at Remember Love on Instagram, and you can also find me at RememberLoveHealing.com. For those of you that don't know me, I am a crystal Reiki master. And recently, if you heard last week's episode, I was a little, I was struggling a little bit with what my title should be. Yes, I am a crystal Reiki master. I love that title. That's great. And I I struggle a lot with labels sometimes. I don't, I don't like them, but for the sake of my business and for the sake of carrying this message, I needed to specify kind of what I do. And one of the terms that came up was spiritual advisor, which sounds so Madame Cleo-esque type of thing where you call a 1-800 number and that's totally not me and that's not the impression that I want to give. And then my friend Ashley, so shout out to Ashley, said, Michelle, you're a spiritual coach. That's what you do. That is who you are. Um, You shepherd people into their spiritual path and whatever that translates for the individual individual so just take that's yours that's who you are so i'm like yeah that's why i don't know why i'm fighting it so officially i'm a crystal making master and coach so whatever that means to you my goal as the goal of this podcast is to give you the tools to become spiritually empowered which i truly believe helps you on an energetic level become healthier emotionally and mentally and that also helps sometimes with physical disease now of course like i always say this is never to replace professional help from a healthcare provider your quartz is not going to cure a broken leg while a crystal is not going to help you with depression if you have issues that you feel are beyond your control, please seek the advice of a healthcare professional. This is complementary too. Sometimes we are beyond a crystal and we need help and that's okay. There is no shame in that. So if you feel like this is something beyond your scope of help, speak to a therapist. Therapists are amazing. I feel like everybody should have a therapist. A therapist should have a therapist. So Let's get that out of the way right now. If you need professional help, go for it. There is no shame in that. Crystals and everything else is complimentary, never to be taken over by spirituality or traditional religion even. Now, today's episode is super exciting because it's about crystals. It's like my favorite thing in the world and... This weekend, I have discovered a crystal wholesaler in Dubai. I happened to find their Instagram online, and I was super excited because we don't have any here in the UAE. And they were kind enough to open the warehouse for me on a Saturday. And when I walked in, I just want you, if you are not driving, if you just have your headphones in and that, close your eyes. Imagine this giant warehouse. And as you are standing there, they open the door. It's dark. They turn on the lights. And in front of you are hundreds of pieces the size of a well-fed 20-year-old. It is like they're giant, giant pieces, large and polished and gorgeous. And these 
whole quartz pieces that are just dug up from the ground jasper labradorite i mean you name it they had it and it was i was speechless which is rare for me because i'm constantly talking and it was it was just awesome it was great and i absolutely i was in awe they are and they were so kind on top of that it's a family-owned business and they ethically source their crystals if you're going to the tucson gems show this uh, coming month they will be there they're um, named labradorite i will be doing a whole post on them on my website as a blog post on rememberlovehealing.com just so you can take a look at these pictures because they are insane i had to put my seven year and seven year old in there for scale just so you can see these pieces they were crazy just crazy pieces anyway so super excited about that got a couple things for myself and hopefully i can get them down here to abu dhabi before i leave to my next home in africa so i can have my friends do some light shopping now also real quick at the end of this episode i am there's going to be a little bonus piece because i'm going to be talking about my trip to prague i used to live in prague for a couple of years and my husband and i decided to take our daughter there to experience a european christmas which was really really cool um and to see what it looks like we haven't been there in almost nine years and we wanted to go back and see it and going back was very different because I had a little more knowledge about the stones and the crystals and all of a sudden everywhere I look there was moldavite and people buying them they also have garnet and they have amethyst mines which are really cool but their biggest sellers are garnets and um, moldavites and moldavite is a meteorite that landed in the um, what was formerly called Czechoslovakia in that whole region, Bohemia, and it broke off into pieces. So they find little tiny shards. What I saw, I was really, really sad. I was just sad over it. Um, but at the end of this episode, we'll talk a little bit more about why I was sad. And you can see some of the pictures on my blog as well. All right, so let's jump right in. I'm super excited how to use crystals in your everyday life Ooh, let that sink in how can you use crystals in your everyday life now there's some of these are pretty obvious and very easy but i'm going to mention them anyways i have a list of 10 because everybody loves a top 10 list right i mean at least i do i just like to see it go in go out what you got for me so using crystals responsibly is super important again last week the talk about the other i talked or ranted a little more i think it was more of a rant about the ethics of crystals and our responsibility um as humans on this earth there are limited resources and we do have to find we we can't go crazy and just start buying everything right we really have to be mindful about how they're mine how we use them and show gratitude to them and then when we no longer need them or they feel like they serve this purpose how to put them forth into the world and give them to somebody who who might need them so using crystals responsibly is always important now 
when we use crystals in our everyday life, it's really easy to just put it on, take it off and forget about it. But these are energetic objects that are really helping us and taking care of us at, to a certain level. And we should always uh, show gratitude. So one of the easiest ways to use a crystal on your every, in your everyday life is just simply wearing them. Wearing them as a necklace, as a ring, as earrings. And we often don't think about it when we wear them. So for example, your wedding ring. Your wedding ring has a diamond. When was the last time you laid your wedding ring on a piece of selenite to be cleansed? Or when was the last time you took your earrings off and just put it on a little selenite plate? Selenite is a uh, crystal cleanser of sorts. It removes all the stagnant energy or all the energy that it may have picked up. And it helps keep it working at optimum level. So whether it be your wedding band, your rings, your earrings, that ring that you're always using that your grandmother gave you, it's always good to keep it on selenite. When we purchase, for example, I love thrifting. Thrifting is probably one of my favorite things to do, mainly because it helps me avoid the fast fashion epidemic that is happening now. Yes, I do love a good pair of jeans. There's a pair of jeans from Old Navy that fit me just right once they're not stretched out beyond recognition at the end of the day. Old Navy, please fix that. I don't know why you do that. Um, but I do love thrifting. I love going into a Goodwill or even antique stores is one of my favorite things too, just to rediscover old things that for somebody might not be important, but to me is like, wow, look at this gorgeous thing. And one of the things that I really, really like to look at is the jewelry. And the jewelry has crystals and stones and gemstones that sometimes still carry the energetic vibrations of the other person or if there was trauma, or if there was um, handling sometimes between the person who owned it to when it got into the display case, there is energy that gets tied to this particular piece. So when you do buy, this goes for clothes too. My mom is a really big, my mom does not like thrifting and she always thinks that it carries bad energy. I, on the other hand, don't. Um, but a stone, it's always a good idea to lay it on a piece of selenite or give it a good cleansing with spring water or ocean water works really well too as long as the stone is does well with water. Selenite is a great way because it's very, very passive. So just laying the stone on a piece of selenite or even putting them on a your windowsill during a full moon really, really helps get that stone back to its optimal vibrational energy. And if the other person was not the coolest person or the nicest person, it also helps with that. And also when all else fails, sage or Hollywood or Palo Santo works. So always make sure that you are taking care of your gemstones, taking care of the jewelry that you wear every day and helping with that. On my website on Remember Love Healing, I do sell, I do make jewelry. I make these stones or these pieces myself. I source them 
from ethical uh, creators and I put the piece together. I use sterling, silver, or gold filled and I create them so they can't snap or break. The actual chain can't snap or break. And you can use it on your every day. I have my pieces that I've been wearing for a really long time. I've worn them for years and there's almost, they're actually still good as new. They don't snap or they won't break. They are triple wired, all that good jazz. If you want to go, if you want to take a look at it, go to my website. Remember, love healing and they are designed by me. That's number one. Number two, the other really popular way that you can use your stones in everyday life and has has become so trendy that you cannot escape it is infusing your water, the water that you are drinking with crystals. Now, I hope I am not a Debbie Downer for the most of you, but I do want to make sure that you have every side of the story, every side, every perspective, so you stay safe. Because a lot of the things that are happening now is just not safe to do. I don't know. I don't know what people are thinking half the time, but cool beans. So infusing your water is number two. Infusing the water that you are drinking. The trend now is to. It started with just putting a crystal chunk in your water bottle. And when I say crystal chunk, I'm talking about like a large piece of quartz or amethyst or something that is water friendly, something that's not going to disintegrate in the water like selenite. And that was the trend that was, it was just putting a couple of stones in, drinking your water, all gravy. Now there's a lot of, uh, factories there's a lot of uh sellers who are selling water bottles with a screw on bottom and this bottom comes out and there are crystals already placed inside this uh almost like an empty capsule where there the water is not touching the stone the water is surrounding the glass bubble that you're screwing up on the bottom and while this is this is actually pretty safe because the actual water is not touching the stone the only downside is that you can't change the stones it's usually if it's smoky quartz it's smoky quartz that's what it stays you can't unscrew the crystals and and make them come out because it's it's glued in on the inside or whatever way that they attach the bottom screw sometimes you can't even take the bottom out it's just it is what it is it's just crystals but the water is not touching the stones. And this is actually really, really safe because we're not sure how the stones are being uh, produced. We're not sure if the stones are clean, if, yeah, if they're just clean or not. And, and we're not sure if they are processed in a factory that is not hygienic. So this clear glass is protecting the, the crystal inside and your water goes around it. Yes, it still does pick up the vibrational energy of whatever crystal you are drinking. These, if anything, are probably one of my favorite water bottles, water bottle designs. Another design I've seen is, again, the 
I, I don't want to, I keep imagining that the screw comes, it comes unscrewed at the bottom for some reason. Some of them don't, and I don't know why I've seen that they unscrew at the bottom, possibly for cleaning. The other one that I've seen is just the actual crystal, like a tower, so it's been polished and everything. And it is glued to the bottom base. So when you pour in your water from the top, your water is actually touching the crystal. Now, there isn't anything necessarily wrong with the water touching the crystal. Depending on the crystals, there are some places who are using crystals that should not be used, um, selenite being one of them. Calcite is another. Some stones are not water friendly. While they might not completely disintegrate in water, like selenite sometimes does, there is residue that does stay in the water and we should not be ingesting that. So your water is touching the actual crystal, but it's, that's not even the, the main issue for me. It is now the crystal that is attached to the base of the, the base of the water bottle. There is a glue. So you are ingesting that glue every single time you take a sip of your water. Again, there might be manufacturers that use completely safe glue. It's, I guess, waterproof or whatever they can label it as. But unfortunately, a lot, and I'm talking about 90% of the producers of these water bottles come from countries like China, and they don't have your best interest in mind. The bottom, their motto is usually just a dollar. So they're not the glue that's being the adhesive, that's a better word, that they're using is an adhesive that is not safe for humans. So be really, really mindful of what type of water bottle you are getting if you are inclined to even get a water bottle. Sometimes just sticking a large enough crystal that you're not going to swallow by mistake. Hello. Make sure it's not tiny. You're not putting crystal chips in there. Um it's safe to drink. I usually just put a piece of quartz in my giant water bottle. And sometimes I don't because I am on a uh, boat. I'm on a dragon boat team. So it's just really weird, like maneuvering a piece of crystal on your, that mouth hole of your water bottle. Another design that I've seen is just like a pitcher. And instead of the actual pitcher, it's a, um, it comes with a glass stir and inside the glass stir are your crystals. So you put your water in or whatever you want. You put the crystal stir that is filled with stones and you just leave it in your fridge for a day or so in order for the water to be infused with all that crystal goodness. And that's pretty safe. It is just a glass piece. Just be careful you don't break the glass piece. If you do decide to put your crystals inside your water, awesome. But I've also seen people put it inside their juices like lemonade or orange juice. And let's not forget that is acidic. So there are chemical reactions that they may be occurring. So try to keep it to water if possible, please. So that is number too, infusing your water. And that's an easy thing to do. Just, I always feel like I have a responsibility to tell you guys what, what is good and what could potentially go wrong. I don't want you guys to go around sticking pyrite in water. You know, that's, it's not a good idea. 
Um, the next one is, it's kind of one of my favorites because it's really, really passive and easy and pretty safe. It's slipping them inside your pillowcase. So, and you've heard me mention this before. If you want to keep your crystal next to your bedside, awesome. I have actually a couple of crystals that I keep next to my bedside and it really helps here probably do for a cleansing now that I think of it. But if you want something a little closer, I you can also smuggle a small piece of crystal in your pillowcase. So if you're not one of those people that are constantly flipping over your pillowcase, just slide it in. Um, I know some people say put it underneath your pillow and I do say that as well, but I have a bad habit of moving around a lot in the middle of the night and there's been plenty of times where I have chucked a crystal clear across the room because like my hand just smacks it away as I'm trying to figure out how to get comfortable or it slides between the bed and the wall. So if you don't want to put your crystal underneath the bed, just smuggle it in between the pillowcase or you could also put it in between your mattress. Unless you are a princess and the pea, if you're gonna have a princess and the pea type of moment, um, smuggling between your mattress is really a good idea or in between your pillow places or putting it beside your nightstand. And like I've mentioned before, all-time favorite crystals to put next to your bed is amethyst for dream recall. It helps you open up that third eye and rose quartz really helps you calm down. And if you have a partner sleeping next to you, then it's really good to help with that bonding between you and your partner. Number four is bathing with your crystals. Have you seen those posts on Instagram where it's like, these beautiful plants all over the bathroom and rose petals in the tub and you have crystals all along the tub and in the water and there's candles and it's usually color coordinated and there's a book and it's so nice and relaxing and unfortunately <laughs> that's not feasible for a lot of us it is a it's messy I don't know when was the last time you put rose petals or flower petals in your bathroom, but it is a mess and a half to pick up. So unless you have a housekeeper doing it for you, while you're relaxing, you're going to have a good two hours of cleaning up, and I don't know how relaxing that is. So if you do have a bathtub that you want to take full advantage of, you can place the crystals next to your tub, still turn on the, off the lights, turn on the candles, do your whole ritual, make sure the water is nice and hot or warm, whatever your preferred temperature is, and use those crystals. That is a really good way to get to know them, to just close your eyes in almost like a womb-like womb -like state and get familiar with your stone. If you want to use that one stone to so just hold it in your hand and breathe deep and connect with it, do it. Bath time. Yeah, I am 36 years old. I love bath time. I try to take one as often as possible. And it's really where my best ideas come from. It's really where I get a lot of thinking done. Uh, it's like, again, reverting back to that womb stage. And when the lights are out, and 
it's just you hyper-focused in that moment on that stone. You could really connect with it and really get some good information from it. And even not getting anything from it, it's just really a relaxing moment. Um, if you don't want to hold your stone, you can put it next to your tub or put it at the head of your tub. So imagine you're just basically meditating in your bathtub. If you want to have a cold crystal fusion moment where not only you are drinking this water elixir, but now you are bathing in it, look for those water-friendly stones. Look for your quartz that you can, you can program your quartz if you want to program it for love or for patience or for stress relief, whatever, program your quartz. If you want to have a loving moment, rose quartz, amethyst is really good in order to help increase your intuition. Um, citrine is another good one for your solar plexus. I'm trying to think of what else. Smoky quartz is really great as a stress reliever as well. Um, yeah, whatever you have handy, as long as it's water-friendly, go for it. As a general rule of thumb, and I know there's a lot of argument over this, sorry, folks, but for the newbies, for those of you who are just coming into crystal and the world of crystals, general rule of thumb, just to be safe, any crystal that ends in I-T-E are usually, not always, not 100%, hydrophobic they're not crazy about the water right so that is just a general rule of thumb as you become more familiar with crystals as you do your own research as you start learning you realize that there are stones that you can put in the water for a short period of time you can put in the water for a longer period of time you should never put in the water so for example a pirate after a long extended period in water starts uh releasing, if I'm not mistaken, uh, some sort of sephoric acid. Then you have labradorite, which can do small stints in water, but for long, longer times in water, it actually starts losing some of its luster and a lot of its cracks start appearing. Carnelian, which doesn't even end in ITE. Selenite, definitely hydrophobic. It is very low on the um, MOH scale and it scrapes off really easily. There was somebody online on one of the Facebook groups who did an experiment where she just chucked a piece of selenite in water and she says it didn't dissolve, which fine, I can, I probably believe that, but visually, yes, it didn't dissolve. It looks almost the same, but at a microscopic level, you can't tell if there are not pieces that are floating in the water. And I wouldn't recommend anybody ingesting any type of crystal. And number five, your sacred space. I hope that everybody who is listening has a space to call their own. Even if it's just a tiny little corner, even if it's a tiny little box that you keep under your bed for privacy reasons, your desk, your nightstand, just something that is for you. Something that you can look at and honor what's important to you, honor if you are honoring the elements, if you are honoring uh, the Virgin Mary, if you are honoring yourself, whatever. Um, I hope that you are taking that time to have a little corner for yourself and just sit there, 
um, or give yourself a couple minutes before bed, a couple minutes during your day, during your morning, and just show gratitude. I, I want you to be able to have this space and, and say, I'm grateful for my time here on earth. I am grateful for my family. I am grateful for Mother Earth or whatever it is. I mean, this could look like a million different things for a million different people. My space has a lot of crystals. It has two little dead bugs. And I, I, am, I realize what the life cycle is here and that our lot time here is limited. Although I do believe in plenty of lifetimes, I try to make this one count and be grateful for everything that I have and show and know that in this very limited space, I can make a difference. I might, this tiny little person in living in the middle of nowhere for now can make a difference, even if it's just my voice through this tiny little show called Spilling the Tea Leaves. And I also have a, a few cards that have been given to me, like oracle cards, uh, truth and passion, it says. I have a tiny little Buddha statue in purple that I picked up in Thailand. I have um, a Ganesha that was gifted to me by my beautiful friend Rachel when she went on her trip. I have also some beautiful uh, birds, Swarovski birds crystals that as soon as the light hits it there's a beautiful rainbow i am going into detail on my altar bear with me i also have a bell a, a shepherd's bell and in pakistan it was used to it is used to herd the sheep and it's also used to ward off evil spirits in this little altar, I also have two drawers where I keep a lot of my favorite tarot and oracle decks. And I always light a candle on my altar. Right now, I do have a rose-smelling candle in light, nice light pink. And I have a picture of the Virgin Mary along with a candle that no longer lights, actually, so... It's really difficult to find a Virgin Mary candle here. I might have to order one online. If you know of a place, let me know. And finally, yeah, it's just a lot of crystals and little things that just remind me of who I am, of what I believe in, of what I have been taught, of what my message, of what I want my message to be. And the crystals that I have are... I would like to say it's a nice pretty grid, but it's really not. It's just a lot of my favorite crystals that um, I hold very, very uh, dear to my heart. And on this altar is a mirror. Now, for those of you who uh, follow a traditional, I want to say pagan path, and I'm sorry, I'm very sorry if this is incorrect, um, very, very sorry. This is what I have been told. There is a belief that if you place a mirror on your altar, or your sacred space, you are warding off uh, almost like psychic attacks. But this particular space, it just happens to have a mirror. I bought this at a cafe that was just selling all their furniture and it's so perfect for me. It's small. 
you know what? I'm going to take a picture and put that on my blog or and my Instagram so you can take a look at it. And it's just my little corner. It's in my office. It's right by the window. And I like to think that every time I look at it, and I do, every single time I look at it, it reminds me of what my mission is or what I'm supposed to do. But this, this is what it looks like for me. There's other people that have crystal grids. There's other people that do use it for religious purposes for their spell work or their energy work and that's okay again this is your space for whatever it looks like to you but if you want to include crystals in your daily life this is a really good spot to put a crystal sometimes you can just change it out for example if you're doing your own energy work and you want a crystal to help you with abundance and you want to work on an abundance grid you put that abundance crystal on there. It could be pyrite, it could be emerald, it could be uh, aventurine. Whatever it translates for you, whatever you want to accomplish, use your sacred space, use your altar for that work. Now, before I continue, that was uh, number five. So I am going to give you a little breathing space so you can digest this a little bit. And... Yeah, I'll be right back. I'll be right back after the break. Uh, I'll see you in a minute. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Michelle again. If you're anything like me, you're always looking to improve yourself and fill your brain with all the information. One of my favorite ways to do this is through Skillshare. Skillshare is one of my favorite places on the internet, so much so that they've made me an ambassador. I know, right? Skillshare is a website where there are literally thousands of classes from photography to blogging, cooking and animation, and everything in between. Right now, I'm actually taking a class on social media because, hey, you gotta spread the word, right? Use link skl.sh slash rememberlove and get two months free just to try it out. Again, it's skl.sh slash rememberlove. And don't forget, when you support one of our sponsors, you also support this podcast. And for that, I thank you. All right, now back to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. So let's get right on with the list. Number six, I'm not going to keep you waiting. So actually, is it number six? Yes, number six. (laughs) So um, somebody online created, one of my followers actually created a um, manifestation box. And I don't know why I had a thought of this. And I had to include it because I thought it was such a great idea. And it kind of goes into a little bit of the sacred space or your altar, where I suggested having even just a little box. But she took it a step further and created a manifestation box. And what she did was she just took a box. It could be a pretty box, a regular box, a box that you have laying around your house, a shoe box, whatever box. And um, she decorated it, but what she did is she put crystals on the outside of the box. So crystals that, for this particular instance, was for manifestation purposes. So um, aventurine, uh, pyrite, quartz, uh, labradorite, and she decorated the box however she did it. Um, I think she put a little heart and, and used the stones to, to do a heart outline and flowers and everything else. It was really cool. Um, but I thought that was such a great idea because what you're doing, like a Reiki box, is you're 
focusing your intentions on what you want. So in this case was what you wanted to manifest and you put it in writing. So you write it down, which is already in energy. You, once you, when you write things down, it's stuff that you're putting it into the universe. It's like one level speaking, thinking about it is another, another level. Speaking it out loud is, is a higher level. But when you're writing it down and you're putting it in the box, you're focusing intention in this box. And it's something that you can do daily. It's something that you can do every full moon. It's something that you can do every new moon whatever it is, and then come back to it and take a look at what manifested, what you want to work on, what was helped out by the universe. Um, yeah, so this was a really easy idea. If you want to focus on self-care and self-love, you can put a pink box with a rose quartz and just write a list for yourself of what you can do to improve yourself or what you can do to show yourself self-love. And while we all want to say, because I'm going to go shopping every day or get manis and petties, sometimes it's not really that. It's going inward and really doing the work and showing ourselves that we care enough about ourselves that we are going to take care of ourselves, whether it be going to a doctor or eating healthier or working out or whatever, whatever that looks like for you. So the box is a awesome idea that you can do every single day and it can get your creative juices flowing, right? It can get your creativity flowing, that sacral chakra energy. And if you don't want to decorate your box, you can find a beautiful, pretty wooden box and put crystals inside it as well and keep that next to you, or you can keep it on your sacred space, hide it under your table, hide it under your table. What am I doing? Hide it under your bed. Number seven. So this pertains to kids. So if you have kids, hi, sorry, I hope you slept last night. And I, if you have older kids, I hope they called you to let you know that they were home on time where they should be. The kids creating. So one of the questions that I do get a lot is how can my kid use crystals safely? Now, for younger children, I really, really hesitate about giving them a small crystal um, simply because they can put it in the mouth, they can swallow it. I even hesitate with the amber necklaces that you can purchase on Etsy. And if you're familiar with Etsy, you know, there was a story not too long ago where there was a necklace. Unfortunately, the, the, the baby passed uh, because it wasn't done to uh, code, to regulation. Um, and I've seen pieces that have fallen off and the kids can swallow it. And that goes for anything, any toys with small pieces, babies can swallow or younger kids can swallow it. My seven year old, you know, not that she puts everything in her mouth, but sometimes she's like ends up chewing on something like I do sometimes. Um, so it's really, I really hesitate recommending crystals to children, but there are ways that they can benefit from it. So larger pieces, like a large piece of rose quartz, you can put it high up where they can't reach it and they can receive that energy in the room. If you want to, if you have a smaller stone, um, and they're already in a, like a twin size bed, you could stick it in their mattress, like something that is not accessible to them that they can't readily reach. Um, if you feel comfortable enough to place a large, again, a large stone, we're not talking about chips. We're not talking about small tumbled stones. We're not talking about pebbles. I'm talking a larger piece that they cannot adjust. 
If you feel comfortable that they're not going to break that piece or play with it or toss it on the floor, you can place it next to their uh, nightstand. Another thing that I have seen and I was trying to look for a one specific person that did it and I loved it. Now I can't find them anymore and I hope that they're still making it. Um, I wonder if they are Etsy sellers that are doing this. But one thing that I did see that I loved, and as long as you trust the, the creator, is placing the stones inside dolls, like inside hand-sewn dolls. I am actually looking for crystal dolls right now on Etsy. If I can't find them, if you sew, if you are a um, creator, this might be a business for you and you are welcome. I won't even collect royalties on it. Just give me a shout out when you become famous. So it's placed, you know what? I don't see a single one on Etsy now that I'm looking at it. So they are cloth dolls and they place a small crystal way inside the dolls. Like in a way that can not access the crystal. Like you, your dog has to break it if they can. Um, I am looking for it as I am doing this podcast. And I don't see a single one. That is crazy. Huh, I don't see a single one. So these are, the creator has to make them in such a way that they cannot access the crystal, that the crystal is not just going to fall out. It has to be like double, triple, quadruple sewed, however it's made. And unfortunately, I can't find the original seller. If I happen to find them, I will make sure to link them in the podcast description so you guys can have it. Um, yeah, I don't see it, guys. Wow. I don't see it. So... Yeah, if you are a sewer, if you are creative and want this idea, go for it. There are a lot of, um, there are a lot of, uh, dolls, but not a lot of crystal dolls. Anyway, so just be mindful and regulations and go (laughs) through all the necessary channels but i have seen these dolls with these crystals inside the doll so the baby the child can hold the doll and it's not um there's not a choking hazard for the child and that's for that's for kids i've been uh, people have asked me to make uh, jewelry pieces for kids like a bracelet for kids and i always hands down turn them down i refuse will not be responsible and kids are, are are ferocious. Like they will chew on it until it's gonna come apart or figure out how to break it. And while my pieces are pretty strong, it's one of the reasons I created my uh, when I created my jewelry, my necklaces. I made it so when I had my daughter, which she was still a baby, so I've been at this this particular design for seven years. She would always pull on my chains and it would pop and break. And if I had a necklace that had a lot of beads on them, goodbye beads. I would never see those beads again. I would just toss it to the floor and be like, I'm not going to be walking around on all fours trying to pick up all these stones. So the way I made it was if for some reason this child is, you know, Hercules incarnation, they can pop it and only one stone will fall off instead of the entire strand and which you can totally fixed so um 
yeah, for children, I hesitate, but as long as it's in a high position in the bed mattress when they're bigger, like their twin size bed or somewhere they can't access it, awesome. Make sure it's not small. There are other mediums, for example, the dolls that I cannot find for some reason. They've had them before. I don't know why I can't find them now. Or, um, uh, excuse me, or putting them in a high above area where they they can't reach. But just always be mindful that children are actively trying to destroy themselves. <laughs> They're actively, you're, you got to keep those kids safe. Um, number eight, placing them in your office. So placing them in your office, A, it's a conversation starter. So when everybody comes in, they know you're like all about that love and light, right? But sometimes we work in a cubicle or sometimes we work in a space that is like very limited. So having a crystal next to you for with its intention set, right? So if you are somebody who works in sales and wants to make sure that you're attracting enough clients or you're attracting enough abundance into your life, place a piece of pyrite next to your computer, which is what I have. I have a piece of pyrite because I'm always looking for... We got to get that change in, guys. We got to get that money in. So I was, I, I always want to make sure that I'm getting enough in so I can put a lot out. Like I'm a girl on a budget too. So I always want to get, make sure that I'm getting enough in so that I am putting as much love and light out there. If you work in an environment where it's very, very stressful and you're constantly on edge and snappy, you can put a piece of rose quartz. Rose quartz is very, very calming. It's very, very zen. You could also put a piece of smoky quartz. Smoky quartz is really great to transmute not only your negative energy, but the negative energy of the people around you. So if you're somebody that has constantly people at their desk, this is a stone that kind of helps keep that negative energy at bay. So those are really, really big ones. Having them in your office. If you have none of these stones, a clear quartz will do as long as you program it for its for the intention that you want. Um, don't throw the stones at your coworkers, although you might feel inclined to. That is not what we do here. Make sure that you are keeping your energy high, your desk clear and your patience at optimum level. If you're an entrepreneur, if you work at home, if you're trying to build your own business, um, like I mentioned, Pyrite is a really, really good one. Adventurin is a great one as well that gives you that a luck, that gives you that, that almost like that edge, that little piece of oomph to kind of get over the hump, to get over your intimidations and your fears it also helps you bring in um abundance that financial abundance and and luck just abundance and luck it's a really really good stone and it's a very opening of the heart chakra so it kind of helps you keep aligned to what your purpose and what your intentions are so keep it in the office it's awesome the number nine see we're getting past these really really quick so number nine Feng Shui. So Feng Shui is really, really um, popular. There's a lot of people that follow it religiously, and that is awesome. I do believe that your homes are energetic spaces, and sometimes some homes are not very Feng Shui friendly, and that's unfortunate because 
we all wish our homes could be feng shui friendly. So if you ever go online and if you go online right now and you Google feng shui house map, I hope I'm pronouncing feng shui right. If I am not, please, I am so sorry. So feng shui house maps. And what it's going to do, it's going to lay out um, these quadrants, these nine quadrants. And what you're supposed to do is imagine the map of your home and just lay it over these quadrants, right? So for example, the if you are coming into the front door of your home and you look at the far where what is in the far right corner of your home right now so if you come into my house and i walk in through the front door and the far right corner of my home is my husband's office which is a hot mess right now that that corner that area is they it rep, according to feng shui it represents marriage relationships and partnerships so in this area, you can, you, if you're so inclined, you can put a crystal of rose quartz because it represents marriage, relationships, and partnerships. So you want to keep this area as loving and calm as possible. So if you want to put some roses, if you want to put rose quartz or clear quartz, if you want to keep it nice, um, that really, really helps with the energy you want to keep those loving energy so if you are a feng shui follower and you want to include crystals in your everyday home this is one way to do it if you look at your home right now and you walk in through the front door imagine what what corner is on your far left corner for me it is the dining room and according to feng shui it represents wealth prosperity and self-worth so what crystals can we put there we can put, like I mentioned before, adventuring. We could put um, pyrite. If you have a nice um, rough emerald, you can use that there. You can use green calcites. Um, just that is your wealth, prosperity, and self-worth. If you walk into your front door, just stand at the door. That is your almost like the mouth of the chi energy so you want to make sure that area is happy you want to make sure that area is bright you want to make sure you have a nice i like to put a selenite at the front door and that keeps the energy clear and flowing and i like to burn uh, sage or palo santo which is holy wood and keep that energy constantly flowing especially because when we have guests in our home Sometimes they're not in a good mood or sometimes they bring in their own stagnant energy and that can they can leave that literally at the door. If they're walking in with that stuff, just leave it at the door. I don't want it in the house. And if you have to bring it in, I'm going to shoo it right out. And the last one, I'm going to just do the four corners. If you walk into your front door and you imagine your home, what do you have on your right lower corner? So almost parallel to the front door. That is your spiritual life and your ability to help people. In my corner, I have a bathroom. And that is not even the guest bathroom. That's my husband's office, my husband's office bathroom, and I don't use it. And it's not pretty. And now I should probably make it pretty if I am looking at this. Um, it's your travel. It's your spiritual life. You want to put a piece of amethyst there. You want to put a piece of labradorite there if you want to use crystals. And then the last one is your 
If you're walking in your front door and you imagine your home, what do you see on your lower left hand? So almost parallel to your front door. And that is your wisdom, your self-knowledge, and your ability to rest. What do I have there? My house is a kitchen. And it is a windowless kitchen. And if you know me in real life, you know I, I love to cook. I love to cook. I generally, generally love to cook. Um, I like to feed people. That's how I, I show love is by feeding people. And it's a very dark corner for me, unfortunately. It's not one that I'm very happy with. And I'm excited that I'm leaving here because I get to have the chance of a new home where I can have a window in my kitchen. So this is the area of wisdom, self-love, self and, uh, and, and knowledge. So... If you go online, just Google Feng Shui house map and you're able to dissect your, you should be able to dissect your home and then place crystals accordingly. You can place crystals anywhere. It, 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 they're great conversation starters. Um, but if somebody walks in and says, oh, that's a really pretty rock. Before you throw the rock to their face, you can say, oh, great. Thank you so much. It's one of my favorites. You know, it's supposed to help for intuition and if they're into it they'll be like oh that's so cool tell me more and if they're not into it they'll be like all right cool and then end of story right so having crystals in your home that your whole family can benefit them benefit from us benefit from is not only not only do they look nice but they serve a, a second purpose and then the last one is it's an easy one it's one that you can use every single day you can do it right now if you're so called to it's just meditating with your crystal it's we should all make meditation part of our daily practice and that's all fine and dandy and in a perfect world everybody meditates every single day at a dedicated hour and while i wish that were the case sometimes that is not but when you do have the chance to meditate and when you do have the chance to just sit, if you don't have a full hour, if you have five minutes, if you have 10 minutes, and just sit in a quiet space, hold your crystal, hold your favorite crystal. I feel like everybody should have their go-to crystal. Everybody has their favorite crystal. It could be very, very common crystal. It could be a super rare crystal that you have. I, for example, have a crystal um, I call it my crystal angel, and it literally looks like angel wings. It's a it's a quartz and has a lot of uh, smaller quartz like coming off the sides. It's beautiful, and it's one that really really resonates with me. And I happened to have found it when I was living in Ecuador. And my favorite seller, if you're ever in Quito and you want to buy crystals, they don't occur naturally in the area, but there is a crystal seller in, El, it's called El Mercado de la Mariscal. So if you ask any taxi driver, he'll take you there. And he is in a stall towards the, on one of the opposite ends. And you can't miss him. He is, I believe, Quichua and he's amazing and he has a lot of knowledge and he might seem a little mean or grumpy when you first walk in but i promise you he'll warm up super super quickly and he has tons of crystals and he's always hiding the best ones in the back so if you show an interest he'll always slide out the best he's like hey i just got this one in 
And anyway, so this is one that I got from him and it's one of my favorite ones. And he ended up gifting me a couple of Herkheimer diamonds after I told him, oh, I always wanted a few, but I, I've never been able to find it uh, affordable here. And he just gifted me four and he's very, very special. He's a very, very nice guy. And the crystals that I bought for him are always forever my special ones. So this is my special uh, crystal. And this is a quartz that I always meditate with. Um, it helps me calm down. It also helps me connect with my own guides and my own spirit guides. Um, and it helps me uh, kind of help with channeling messages, I guess is the best word to use. And if you ever had a crystal Reiki session done by me, or if you've ever been part of a group uh, session with me and you see a picture of the grid, you will always see that angel quartz or what I call angel quartz uh, on the grid because it does help. I feel that it does help me transmute. Uh, it helps me carry that energy forth and it helps me connect with uh, my guide so I'm a better able to receive messages. So if you have... A crystal that you love, something that you walked into the store with and saw and you could not leave without it. Try meditating with it. Really sit down with it. Hold it in your hand. Breathe through the crystal. Breathe through the crystal. Imagine the crystal, the energy and the light that's coming from the crystal and see what comes through. Maybe nothing comes through. Maybe it just gives you a sense of calm or maybe you start disconnecting from this earthly plane and flying you never know what's going to happen, but really, really try to connect with it one-on-one. -on -one. Meditation is the best way to do it. And if you don't have time to meditate with it, then I invite you to lay it next to you on your bedstand. I'm not going to tell you to put it under your pillow or underneath your mattress because um, it's super special and I don't want it to break. Like this particular one, I cannot put it underneath because it would shatter. So put it next to your bedside and ask for it to... Just open itself up to you and say, what messages can you give me today or what messages can you receive? So hopefully this is inspiring you to go and meditate with your crystal because it's sure as heck inspiring me. And those are your top 10. Those are your 10 ways to use your crystals in your everyday life. If you have another way that you feel like I did not mention or that you that you do, please let me know. Um, please make sure you can leave a message on the podcast or write me a DM at rememberlovehealing.com. So before I let you go, I promised you that I was going to briefly talk about my trip to Prague and what I saw with the Moldavite. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if, if this was not I don't remember seeing Moldavite when I first got to Prague like nine years ago. And I can say that it's not, nine years ago, Prague was not a tourist hotspot. It is a tourist hotspot now. I have never seen Prague like this. And I was a little, I was happy that there were so many people traveling, but I was a little disappointed at how it was being handled locally. So usually the, for example, the Christmas markets had all these beautiful handmade uh, Christmas decorations and this delicious food and everything else. And this year it was just stuff that was like mass produced and things that I can literally get in any shop. So it wasn't like anything magical, but what I did focus on a lot, uh, what I did focus on a lot was the access to the gemstones 
specifically Moldavite. And like I mentioned before, Moldavite is a tektite. It's a meteorite that landed in Czechos, well, was Czechoslovakia, um, in, Bohem- in the Bohemian area, area, excuse me. And it's this green, almost translucent uh, a glass. It's like it's light glass, but it is a meteorite, and it broke up into shards and it spread out all across this area. Now, because of the rise of popularity of Moldavite, it's it's a really really strong stone energetically. Like it could take you into deep realms um, if you're sensitive to the energy. So a lot of people look for it, and they're very 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 expensive. Unfortunately, because it's so popular, what happens, there's a lot of uh, imitations, there's a lot of replicas, there's a lot of man-made pieces that have completely and absolutely flooded the market. And that's what I saw. That's exactly what I saw in these jewelry stores. And there were like these massive pieces and they were selling them for a few hundred dollars. And already these massive pieces, you know, they're not real because they don't exist. The biggest piece on record is not even half that size. And it would go for a lot of money, thousands, hundreds of thousands. And it would more likely be in somebody's private collection. These are not pieces that are, are sold in the way they were sold. And additionally, they were supposedly selling these polished pieces or these pieces that are um, that are made for earrings and rings. And they're polished and faceted like a diamond. And when you remove the weight, so Moldavite is sold by weight. When this weight is removed, the value of it decreases. So it doesn't make sense for them to do that. These pieces are not real. They're not going to be real. And if, as a tip, if you ever look at a Moldavite piece and it is like that shiny, shiny, almost looks like glass, and if you imagine an English muffin and it has all these nooks and crannies and holes and air bubbles, that's what, and it's rough. So a, a real Moldavite piece would be rough. It, it's not going to have that shiny, glossy look. If it's the opposite, it's a shiny, glossy look and the surface almost looks, not even going to say smooth, it's just bumpy. There's no holes, there's no nooks and cranny, there's no air bubbles. If you look at it, chances are, and if it's large, chances are it's not real. There's a big chance it's not real. I took a picture of um, of a couple of pieces at the jewelry store, right? Like there's big signs, don't take pictures, don't take pictures. But I took pictures because I like to live, you know, dangerously. And after like the fourth story that I saw, I saw that they were the exact same piece. They were the same size, the same cut, the same irregular shape. These all came from a mold from the same place. That's the story. That's the end of it. That's the the driving force. It is it is all from a mold from the same company or manufacturer that is uh, doing these. And it just so happens either the individual uh, stores bought them on their own or it's owned by the same people. I don't know what the story is, but 
it was really sad it's it's not real if you see a moldavite piece selling for eight dollars online which i'm looking at right now on etsy it's it's just not real i'm looking ten dollars there's one that says authentic moldavite czech republic choose your size ten dollars and even when you look at it you can tell it's just glass they're super shiny there's no air bubbles there's no nooks and crannies and sometimes the seller themselves don't know there's moldavite beads again not a real thing and they're selling them for twenty dollars come on this is something that's really really disappointing because while we want to have access we want these rare pieces they're taking advantage of people that just don't know so they might even say oh well we have a certificate of authenticity that's nothing i can print that out you know that's not a th that's not a thing there's not a oh, sorry i just i feel like i'm i'm going on and on here but just be really really mindful of where you're purchasing your crystals from because unfortunately the motto for a lot of these sellers is there's an idiot born every minute and the what i am looking at right now if you see me i am scrolling through my phone and they're just there's so many fakes there's so many fakes so if you google spotting a fake um, they'll give you directions on how to or tips on how to spot a fake and if I can say that about 99.9% .9 of the Moldavite that are being sold at the jewelers is fake in Prague, in the Czech Republic. I even went into the store, asked them to pull one out for me. I wanted to see it close up. Took out my little magnifying glass. <sighs> it ain't real, folks. I'm sorry. And they'll say, oh, it's extra textured. I'm like, no, dog, it's glass. That piece looks exactly like the piece before. So I want to make sure I got that in. I'm going to do a whole blog post on it on my website on rememberlovehealing.com. So if you want to look at the pictures and see what I'm talking about, you're more than welcome to make your own judgment. Um, like I mentioned before, my Crystal Reiki certification course is happening in Miami. You can also check it out on the website. Last, this week actually, what day are we in today? Last week, I had the amazing pleasure of attending of Women's Entrepreneurs of Abu Dhabi. And while I usually avoid meetings like this because I tend to be a total hermit and stay in my office and just speak to all my friends on the computer, I decided to venture out with my beautiful friend Dominique who owns Bedford's, excuse me, no, that is her last name. She owns um, Devereaux LLC and she makes these amazing couture jackets. Um, so she convinced me to come out of my hole and I attended this event and it was amazing. And the reason it was amazing, and I say this to encourage everybody to go out and don't be like me, is because there were so many people that were open to what I'm doing. There were so many people open to Reiki. There's so many people open to spirituality. So many people opened up to me about what they feel their true spiritual calling is and their paths and how they want to help, but they're, they're, they're just living their day-to-day -day life. And just the way people opened up to me was just, holy cow, it was breathtaking. It was beautiful. I, was, I came out of there inspired, absolutely inspired. I'm like, holy cow, there are actually people that think like this. 
living their day-to-day life. And I would have never guessed, and these are successful women, like I would have never guessed in a million years that this is what they were feeling. So I felt renewed and inspired. And I hope you get inspired to go out and talk to people and be your true, authentic self. Just be your true, authentic self. And what you're going to receive is just... It's going to be beautiful. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. So again, thank you for listening. And I hope I'll see you here next time. My name is Michelle Mello. You can find me on Instagram at Remember Love. And you can find everything I talked about at RememberLoveHealing.com. Instagram is probably my favorite spot to hang out. So give me a follow. Send me a DM. I am very, very accessible. I answer all of my DMs. This is a one-woman show. I love connecting with people, although I'm a hermit and I stay inside my office most of the time. My friends live in my phone. Um, So if you want to connect with me, Instagram will probably be the best way. I'm always updating all the stuff there. If anything happens, it's always there. My stories are pretty much what my daily life is. Like yesterday, I was stuck in car service purgatory it was oh god i don't like getting my car service but at least i had coffee in my book anyways i hope everybody has a beautiful beautiful rest of the week that you have a beautiful weekend and i just ask you to be kind to somebody today anybody even if it's yourself let's spread that kindness i love you all thank you so much for joining me and i will see you next week Love and light.